Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Shout out to the White Claws, man. Sponsor. Sponsor, right? <laughs> Harley, we killed the first episode. We are back again. This is episode two of Believe in the Houston Texans, hosted by me, Ruben Calvillo. I am joined by my partner in crime, the man himself, Harley Dugan. You can find him on YouTube. Just type in the lead right there. I myself drop daily Houston Texans content. Just type in 713 Houston Sportcast in the search bar up there. Harley, we're veterans now with this team. Yeah. And I have to say, I thought the excitement would have died down by now, honestly. Mm. But with free agency coming up, which Nick Casario talked a lot about in yesterday's uh, interview at the NFL Combine, and with the draft coming up, dude, it is now a very good time to be a Houston Texans fan. Super fun. It's better than being a Rockets fan, I'll tell you that. <laughs> better than being a Rock, bro. Rockets are absolutely horrible. I we're not going to get into the Rockets. No. But when you are the Houston Texans, and from us, right, we are on the outside looking in. When you are approaching free agency, what to you is the biggest need for this team? Yeah, we've harped on this before, but, I mean, I've told you it's center. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, it, it goes down to the trenches, really. You know, that That's the biggest need, but – Specifically, I'll say number one is center. Yes. I say, like, number one is center. Me, I have to agree with you as well. I think that this Houston Texans team has become, like, attractive to potential free agents, right? And yesterday, D'Amico Ryans, I'm sorry, he spoke with them today, and he kind of said something about the QB position. The first thing they did was once again – not mention Davis Mills' name. It's like Voldemort right now between Nick yeah. Casario and D'Amico about Davis Mills. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's gone so far. Even like the season tickets for next year. There's no picture of Davis Mills along with the rest of the guys, you know, which is concerning if he's supposed to be QB1 going into 2023, right? Like you don't have no other quarterbacks on the roster. So – Usually you put him on there because he did last year um, and you don't got no quarterbacks again on the roster besides him. So uh, for the Texans fans, including us that don't want Davis Mills anymore as the starting quarterback, I have no problem with him as a backup, but as the starting quarterback of your Houston Texans, I think that is very good news for us Texans fans that want a change at quarterback that want a quarterback that can actually move down the field can Mm. check down to guys consistently, but not every single play can don't fold under the pressure, Mm. uh, you know, and obviously doesn't give, and I'm not saying he did, but I'm talking about, you know, the, the great panel of Texans Twitter that give the excuses of Davis Mills faults with the Houston Texans, you know, and it gets tiresome hearing those excuses when I know if we had a different quarterback and it's not really just, well, the offensive line is bad. Wide receivers are bad. You know, the whole team's bad. Yeah, that, that is true, but there's, 
the whole team was bad two years ago as well. And mm. Davis Mills, the last five games, gave us hope, you know, and was like, huh, maybe there is something to this. You find out there isn't. Let's move on. Let's go get a quarterback. There's a lot of talk around around some QBs, man. So before we get into that, you're getting me hyped up a little bit, Harley, dude. We haven't talked in damn near two weeks, bro. I'm so glad that you're back. But I think this closes the door on Davis Mills. The fact that the GM and the head coach won't even mention your name, mm-hmm. I think, says something, right? And you kind of, you know, you talked about what Davis Mills was. Inconsistent, not clutch in the fourth quarter. He had the most interceptions in the fourth quarter. He led the league with 15. Yep. I would have loved to have gone into this draft knowing that I don't have to take a quarterback at two. That would have been the great scenario for the Houston Texans, right? Give me Will or Jalen, you know, Jalen, you know, after, you know, after the recent stuff going on, you know, that's very interesting. How do you feel about that? Um, I think if you're, if you're a Texan fan, I hate to say that. Jalen the 12. Well, I would love that. I definitely would love that, but the I believe the worries of a potential trade up mm. should be almost put to bed with the rumors of Jalen Carter. Well, the news, not rumors, but news of Jalen mm. Carter and everything that happened. Just because now as a Texans fan, I, I don't like to say anything of that sort is good news because you know someone did pass away, someone did die. You know, and I think that's something that no one's harped on, and that's what D'Amico yeah. even mentioned. Like, there's a whole family that's that suffered because of this, you know. And the forefront of this conversation is, well, Jalen Carter's draft stock. You know, well, let's actually be a human being and talk about these people. You know, like let's let's give some shine to these people and respect them, okay? And then, but you know, obviously, football podcast Texans. You know, as a fan, hey. This is uh this is his draft stock falling down is the good news um, because and, and it's not anything he did it's something personal and for yeah. Texans fans the Colts that seemed to be the team that could jump all the way up to one well now you gotta somehow guarantee the Chicago Bears that Will Anderson or Jalen Carter will be there at four. And do the Bears still want to take Jalen Carter at four with all this stuff going around him? That's completely up to them. We don't know the Bears organization, you know, Ryan Poles and them. Or, you know, so now that tells you, okay, well, now the Colts can't really do this. So at number two, we might have the buffet of quarterbacks that we wanted at number one. You might still get it. And you just said buffet of quarterbacks. The Houston Texans today met with everyone. Bryce Young, who is not throwing. We'll get to that later. CJ Stroud, AR-15. And I have to say, Harley, the the questions surrounding AR-15 are hyping me up. And I... I'll be lying to you if I say there is not a a mock draft that goes by where at least one of them I am taking AR-15 at two. And then the Houston Texans talk to Will Levis. And you know how we feel about Will Levis. We don't think he deserves to be in the conversation at two. But the Houston Texans do, which is fine by me. Do your due due diligence. Find out who is great. Remember, they said in the press conference, D'Amico said to himself, they want players committed to football yes get all these guys in here 
understand them. And it makes me excited. How do you feel about the Houston Texans, you know, speaking to all four? Like you said, it's due diligence. There's nothing more, nothing less, okay? The Houston Texans have to do this. They have to talk to all the quarterbacks. They know they need a quarterback. And if you go all the way back to DJ Bienname's report from the yep. Texans, he said on there that league sources, rumors around the league have been saying that the Houston Texans seem inclined to take a quarterback at number two. Who would that be? We don't know. Okay, yeah. Not we, only that, but they were telling their potential coaching hires yes, we are selecting a quarterback. Exactly. And and that that's huge, you know. Now fast forward to today, that report even holds itself even more strongly now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they have to talk to all these quarterbacks uh whether or not we like Will Nevis, you know, they got to talk to him. He's you know, he's he's mocked up there as a top 10 quarterback. AR15. He's been mocked to us at too. Exactly. I mean, AR-15 mocked as a top 10 quarterback, you know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. This is just you just, you know, checking off the boxes. That's all it is. Okay, we interviewed all of them. Let's get them in a room. Let's see how they think. Let's see how they react to different situations, react to different questions, you know, and hopefully no dumb questions this year from the combine, please. <laughs> and uh, But overall, the Houston Texans, again, just doing their work. Uh, we just got to hope they pick whoever they pick fits that scheme. Like D'Amico was saying, they need someone that can fit. They can do the scheme and you pick the best quarterback available for you. And whoever they pick is who they believe can be the future quarterback for the Texans. So there's a lot of weight on pick number two, lots of weight. Well, I mean, I think your franchise is on the line here, Harley. Obviously when you, Lose a franchise QB like Deshaun Watson, regardless how we feel about him. We've dropped the memes. We've, you know, we've said our piece yeah. about D4. The question about him was it wasn't a matter of if he would win as a Super Bowl. It was a matter of when. Yep. This QB at two, you will literally have to think, can I see the Houston Texans winning a Super Bowl with Bryce or CJ or Will or Anthony Richardson? And this is this is a pivotal part for the Houston Texans in their franchise, and it's going to determine whether we are going to be on the rise, which so far it looks like we are, right? Ownership has kind of changed the narrative about themselves. We love Cal, Cal, we love Cal Shiesty. We love Hannah yeah. McNair. You know, we think Nick Casario. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Oh, uh, we love yeah. We love him. <laughs> All right. Nick Casario, the way he's acting now. He said in his press conference, it's been a you know, it's been really fun to come into work. Do you think he has said that with Lovey Smith or David Cully? Hell no. He never he's, took them seriously. It is fun to come to work. And then he said, Us as an organization are going to do what our head coach said is swarm. I haven't heard that from Nick Casario, right? It, it this has been so far. Nick's team. Yeah. He said, we're going to do what our head coach said and swarm as an organization. Also, it looks like all signs are trending up, but like going back to reality, if you mess up pick two, man, sorry, sorry Nick. Sorry. Oh, well, you tried. You mess up pick two. That's a fire worthy decision. And it's just how the cards are played sometimes, you know. 
NFL's unfair. I mean, mm. you know, if he does his all, he could do all his scouting work, and he thinks that whoever is the quarterback picks that person. It doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. And guess what? You you'll get fired. <laughs> Not only that, I just think that you have to hit on this, man. We've been dealing with so much BS that you really wouldn't have think happened. A QB having 23 civil lawsuit cases against them. Multiple players after you pay them quit on your team. It's like the Houston Texans need a win. And I feel like at number two, it's just going to determine whether Nick Casario at the end of the day was the right guy for this team. We got rid of Jake e- Jack Easterby. We wanted to blame him for, so, you know, for all of the stuff that went wrong with the Houston Texans, right? Ever since Jack Easterby has been fired, it's been a trend up. Yeah. So at 12, we've talked about, you know, AQB. And one thing I also want to ask you is how do you feel about the idea of a veteran coming in? Because not only did D'Amico Ryans talk about yeah. the draft, he talked about free agency also. Now, I dropped the video today where I mentioned three. I mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. I mentioned Jacoby Brissett. And then I mentioned Marcus Mariota. All three guys are a different, you know, would be a different situation. With Jimmy G, any of those four, if you draft them, would sit when it would sit a year behind them. There's that familiarity with D'Amico, familiarity with Bobby Slowick. With Jacoby Brissett, it's all right. If you beat Jacoby, then you deserve to start for this team. Mm-hmm. And then with Marcus Mariota, it's this is a training camp battle. May the best QB win. If it's my yeah. rookie, it is my rookie. But how do you feel about a veteran QB being not only on the team, but potentially a week one starter? Yeah, I have no problem with that. I, none mm-hmm. at all. Especially if, so like if you're taking. If you're taking someone at number two, which we all, you know, we've already said, seems like Texans are going to take one. Who do you, you know, want to take? What's that? Who do you want at two? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Okay. Yeah, I mean, come on. And uh, I'll take Bryce Young if now if they take Bryce Young and then they go get a Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. Okay, I'm going to be a little confused. Um. Because Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud seem to be the two quarterbacks that are pro ready. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of yeah, you know, a lot. There's going to be a lot of stuff forthcoming around the NFL that they got to transition to. You know, the speed of the game and everything. Uh, But you know, maybe sitting behind Jimmy G for a few weeks. But see, Jimmy G wouldn't want to do that. Why would he want to come here just to be benched again? He's not going to want to do that. The only way Jimmy G comes here is if you're guaranteeing him that he's going to be a starter for. Two years, all right. At question. The very least, question. What if Jimmy G is okay with that? Like, would you want that? Like, because to me, like I said, if Jimmy G is here, I am re- like, I'm not p- touching these rookie QBs until yeah. year two. Okay, I mean, if he's okay with that, if he's okay with just coming in here and you know being a full year starter for a year or two. Um, if he's okay with it, then hey, I don't. I, we don't know. I'm just yeah. assuming this is a guy that seemed like he would be upset because of how the 49ers kind of messing with him. He was. He I mean he took them to a Super Bowl. Yeah. These other guys, they haven't. I mean, I know they went to the NFC Championship game with a Brock Purdy, 
They didn't do it, you know. Jimmy G took them to that Super Bowl, regardless of his passing yards in the championship game when he took them to the Super Bowl. He was took them to the Super Bowl. I, man, I, it was bad. It was. I just. It wasn't a bad display of quarterback. It was. It wasn't. Just, it was just masterful game planning by Shanahan. Yeah. It was like Jimmy G, you're gonna hand off the ball a million times. Okay, coach. No problem. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think what's interesting is, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, bro, we could have been quarterback for the 49ers that day and done absolutely the same thing that Jimmy G did. Yeah. But nonetheless, I think what was interesting is D'Amico also mentioned it, Jimmy G. And he said, yeah, I remember back in 2019 where we were 0-9 oh, oh, oh and then we traded for Garoppolo and then won five straight. Now, yeah. <sighs> I see the like. You also think new offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick, first time calling plays. Before Jimmy G got hurt, the 49ers were a seven and three football team. Yep. And you know he his stat line was you know two thousand two hundred and something yards, sixteen touchdowns, less than seven interceptions. Jimmy G don't turn over the ball. Nope. And I think about the possibility of that for the Houston Texans, right? Yes. Jimmy G kind of feels like a real possibility to me. Yeah. I mean, so you have Jimmy G and then you have the, your other two options that you mentioned, which is Mariota and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G could be an option for you. Again, if he doesn't want to do the, you know, this kind of role again, then he should look elsewhere. And I don't blame him to Jacoby Brissett and Mariota. They already know who they are. They're Back guys that are backup quarterbacks. They can be starting quarterbacks for your team, but they know it's not going to be for very long. They, mm-hmm. They're there to be holding the clipboard, mentoring, doing their thing with, you know, trying to help whatever quarterback that is trying to be groomed into being the starter. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's done that before. He has the New England ties with Nick Casario. Uh, you know, Brissett would not be a bad option for someone to – that would be legit competition. Not last year. I knew the Texans were going to create this competition last year, and that was signing Kyle Allen, who was not anybody that was – he's not a like a legitimate backup quarterback to the level of a starter at some point. No, he was never that. Jacoby Brissett and Marcus Mariota both are guys that are legitimate quarterbacks – that can start for your team if needed and be somewhat successful as a starter. Mariota's fun just because of the the running and and the bootleg action that you can create with him in the offense. That would be fun, and I actually would not mind him as my backup quarterback and maybe use him in some scenarios where you have a small litany of plays just around Marcus Mariota. It's not a bad idea. And Falcons even line, did that. Mm-hmm. 13 games, 5 and 8 record, 2219 yeah. yards, 15 teddies, 9 interceptions. Yeah. Give me that. I'm not I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. It's Nicole okay. It's mid. 11 games started. Yeah. 4 and 7 record. Now we were religiously watching the Cleveland oh, yeah. Browns cuz oh, we owned time. their first this year which became the 12th it might be even better next year, right? Because D four yeah. just just show that he just does not look good. But nonetheless, four maybe, and seven record, not. less than six interceptions. He had six in total, twelve tutties, 
I think what I mean, I'm I'm just if each one of these could be like 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 you just mentioned could start for this team. It's kind of like, all right, man, as soon as you mess up, here come the rookies. Yeah, I mean, they and they know that though. They should know that. If they don't know that coming into the signing the Texans, exactly. You gotta have that mindset. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. They that they know already in their career, that's what they are. Case okay, Keenan could throw his name in there. Yeah, I don't mind the case. You know, you know, I don't know if Keenan wants to leave, but yeah, you know, I've he kind of likes where's he at Buffalo, right? Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, uh, he kind of likes Buffalo. I don't know if he leaves, but regardless, I, I see what you're saying, and, and I'm I'm down for it. No, it's just it's interesting that they mentioned free agency, they mentioned the draft, and it's also interesting that they don't mention Davis Mills' name. Shout out to Davis Mills, man. Damn you man. know. To you know, to kind of close the case on him on the Believe Network here, he had every opportunity in front of him. And he had one job was to make me not select Bryce Young at number two. And you failed. Yep. And the Houston Texans, I think, are showing kind of everyone really that is done. In a way where, like I said, he's not in any of the advertisements. He's no. not in any of the, like, he's not mentioned by name by our GM and our head coach, right? Right. Not once has D'Amico said, yeah, no, we, yeah, no, we have Davis Mills on the roster, and I know he's done a couple good, you know, that's what you would expect a, a head coach to say about a QB. But no, yeah, I know we have one on the roster, but we need to add more. I, I think it shows sense of urgency in a way, you know, like we're not going to accept mediocrity, which we've been the past three years now, only what, seven games combined win in the past two years. Mm. It is exciting for the Houston Texans, Harley. Now this is just talking about pick two. We have another first round pick. Yeah. And that is pick 12. Now me, I'm thinking wide receiver, unless, you know, someone like a, I'm getting very intrigued by Lucas Van Ness, the edge from Iowa, mm. right? Didn't start, however, what is he, like 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six? Dude like is an six, absolute six. monster. Yeah, and he is a body of a god. I just feel like if you are drafting a Bryce, CJ, AR-15, Will, you got to give him a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I believe that. You always want to pair your QB, your future QB1 with a hopeful future wide receiver one. The Bengals you know, did Yeah, and, you know, when you speak of the Bengals, I just did a reaction video to the Pro Football Network's mock draft that they just did a few days ago where they included a lot of trades into their draft. And one of the trades was the Texans at 12 trading it away to the Bengals for, for T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Mm. And it's not a bad idea. I'm not necessarily sold on it you know but you can you can sit at my door and start selling me uh, a few a few t higgins highlights and and see how that looks in a texans uniform buddy we all we want in their offer was a 12th overall pick in the fourth round pick and you give that to the Bengals for t higgins and i believe it was like maybe a, a they had a late third round pick. I don't remember that one too mm -hmm. well, but I do know that we get T Higgins at 12. Um, and it was rather interesting, very interesting to look at. And maybe that the Houston Texans, you know, 
could do that, something similar to that. The free agency for wide receivers is not good. So when you look at number 12, you have that possibility out there. Um, but the ones you did mention, the Houston Texans got to get themselves a receiver. And we all and know that. Stat, Brandon, I'm sorry not to cut you off. I'm yeah, sorry, but, that's what I was looking. 900 yards his rookie year. Mm-hmm. 1,000 his second year. He just had another 1,000-yard season. Me and you, right, it was him or Jonathan Taylor at the second pick, right? Oh, I mean, man. in the second round. That was our choice. Yeah, and we were happy with those two. Ooh, I think with T. Higgins, is he worth the 12th? I do, right? The fact that you mm-hmm. have to pay him kind of worries me. That's where I would that say I have the 33 overall pick in the draft. Go ahead. and T. Higgins is worth the second, a high second. Oh, that. big time. Big and time. You look at what that would mean for the Houston Texans because I would be all I you could sell me on T Higgins, yeah, a guy who really play you know, there's no kind of injury concerns that much. No, there is you see the you know, the productivity even with another wide receiver on the opposite side in Jamar Chase, and you score touchdowns five plus in the past two years. Yep. I think with T. Higgins, it excites me, right? And if I am a Bryce Young, right, or a CJ, whoever you want to say, the wide receiving core of a T. Higgins, a Nico, John Menchie coming Oof. back from cancer, who we haven't even talked about, the, the impact he could have, will sign me up, man, right? You got to spend money to make money at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, you have this luxury, this oper- you know, this opportunity to spend that first round pick because Deshaun loves fingers in his butthole, right? You have this chance. If you are the Houston, if if I'm Nick, I'm looking at T. Higgins and I'm like, mm, yeah, that is interesting. Two six four wide receivers on the outside of Nico mm-hmm. and then T. Higgins, and then you got to worry about the slot demon, John Menchie. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, yeah. right, if you're worried about losing a pick, we're trading Brandon Cooks. Exactly. going to get you a day two pick. Should. Some even said swap those two, Brandon Cooks for T. Higgins. Oh, man, I would do that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I would do it in a heartbeat, obviously. Oh, man. I would Which do one that of these so rookie fast. wide receivers do you like? Yeah, so and that's what I was going to harp on. Um I'm a, I'm a fan of Jackson Smith and Jigba. But at 12? See, and that's that's where I have a problem with looking at receiver. I just don't think there's a receiver that warrants number 12. I still believe you can trade down and you can still grab one of these receivers. And when I mean one of these receivers, I don't just mean the three. Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. If you move down there around the 20s, let's say 20, and someone they, takes Quentin Johnston and someone just a few picks before you takes Jordan Addison, there's no problem with the Houston Texans grabbing the Zay Flowers. Nope. I have no problem with Zay Flowers whatsoever. And I just think his potential, I know he's a slot receiver. I get that. But, man, the way – his route running, his athleticism, uh, man, his his combine is going to be very fun to take a look at because the three-cone shuttle, uh, all of that good stuff that you see, the side-to-side movement from a wide receiver is really, 
going to speak volumes for Zay Flowers in whether or not he can be a future number one wide receiver. I know he's small. I get it. But he is that athletic. He is that fast. He's that quick. It's quickness. Is that's, that's what pops off the field for me is his quickness. He has a potential to be a wide receiver none, wide receiver one, excuse me, uh, given his size. So him, Nico, Jordan Mechie, I mean, John Mechie, not too bad right there. Hey, you got the you got a pair of small receivers for your small quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it's not too bad. You still got Nico Collins, who's a big wide receiver threat. We haven't even mentioned Chris Moore, who's came out of nowhere these last sign two him. years. Sign him. sign him. I don't have a problem with him at all. I like Chris Moore. I like to see more from him. Want to yeah, see what else? Amari Rogers. Yeah, Amari Rogers is still on this team. Dorsett's probably a cut, but hey, who knows? Uh, and then you got a bunch of tight ends that you don't know what you're going to do with. That's something else maybe the Texans look at in the draft. Another wide receiver, if I can throw out a couple more names, I am falling in love with Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Oh, man. And he has yet to run his 40. Yeah, I know. That might shoot him to 33. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Like, I'm saying higher because – he says it, not me. He says it. He can run a four two nine forty. If he and runs buddy, that, he runs that. Well, buddy, uh, he he's he's being catapulted to the first round. Bolitnikov Award winner this year. Yep. Another Bolitnikov winner is Jordan Addison from yeah. USC. Had a very respectable seven hundred yard season with Caleb Williams. Season before that, though, where he was. The Bolipnikov winner, 100 catches, 1,598 yards, 10-plus touchdowns. I think Jordan Addison is worth the spot at two. But in my area of need for the Houston Texans at wide receiver, I think we need a burner. I think mm-hmm. the Houston Texans have a possession guy in Nico Collins. And I'm sorry, I am going to – I will say right now, with Bryce Young, Nico Collins is a 1,000-yard receiver. How Ooh. many times did Davis Mills oversell the fucking ball? And yeah, he's 6'4". Yeah. Yeah. With better times. quarterback play, I think Nico Collins is someone special. There's a reason why Nick Casario traded up for him. And he had, what, five, 600 yards this year? Yeah, again. 200 yards his first year? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Year three, show me what you have, but I'm going to give you a better quarterback. Yeah. I think you need a burner and or someone who is explosive and makes plays like A.J. Flowers from Boston College. And I got to say, man, he's electric. We haven't oh, yeah. talked about Tank Dell. Yeah, that'll be way later in the draft, but he's not a hey, UH product. I love UH me some product. Tank Dell. Third, fourth, fifth round. I love Tank Dell. I am excited for the amount of weapons that we could give our potential quarterback. And, you know, that's just the first round that we've talked about, dude. The second round, it gets interesting. What do you do at pick 33, right? I like, I think the Houston. Okay, so let me ask you a question. How do you prioritize this draft? Are you going offensive heavy or are you going defensive heavy? Do you expect D'Amico Ryan to have an impact on your defense enough to where you literally build around your quarterback? 
Yeah, I'm always in the mindset of it's weather. It's how the draft goes. It's how your draft board goes. So that's always going to be the first thing for me. Um, and it, it's kind of that's kind of an escape door to your question. Um, but so to answer the question, look, you went Bryce Young at number two. You're possibly going wide receiver at number 12. Number 33, if John Michael Schmitz is there and that's who I want is that center, I want him very bad. If he's down there in the late 20s of the first round, like 25-ish, then I'll say F it, go trade up for him. You got plenty of picks to do it. I love John Michael Schmitz. He just looks like a guy that's going to be a good football player. There's nothing else like to do. Like him over Luke Whippler from Ohio? I don't mind Luke Whippler at all. I don't. But I. it just looks like John Michael Schmitz is going to be a good football player. Mm. Boom, done. Like, I think he's just a good football player. Luke Whippler, yeah, I think he can be a good football player. I just don't think there's a guarantee with Luke Whippler. I love his potential. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a fantastic player in this league maybe. But it seems like there's more of a guarantee for me on John Michael Schmitz and him being – just a immediate plug and play center. You won't have no problem. Hell, he might he might tickle around the words of Pro Bowl his rookie year. I mean, he is a damn good center. Damn good. I will take him immediately at either 33 or I'll trade up and go get his ass. I have no problem doing it. I have no problem investing into my quarterback, right? And if you do take Bryce Young and everyone's gonna say he's five nine, right? Apparently. He's not throwing at the combine. The only QB not to throw, I think that only benefits the Houston Texans, right? Of course, he's trying to get to 200 pounds. He's not going to be his best throwing the football. I think that kind of kind of hinders his, his draft stock, and I fully expect AR-15 to put on a show. Yeah. The His arm talent is insane. And when there's no defenses against you, you're going to look great. Hey, what happened with Zach Wilson? Where he... He had that long bomb of a throw and was selected number two overall because of that. Yeah. I think Bryce Young not throwing is good for the Houston Texans. What about you? Hmm. Um. Uh, that's tough for me. I like Bryce Young. Um, my biggest worry on that is, okay, we know you're trying to get to 200 pounds, and we're about to have a weigh-in with him. And if he's not 200 pounds, well, then, okay, that's okay. I already know how he throws because he played with not being 200 pounds. If he is 200 pounds, I need to see him throw. Yeah. I need to see how it affects his game. I need to see if there's any difference. I need to see if his athleticism is slowing down. I need to see, you know, does he still have that same mobility? A lot of people don't realize how much. 20 pounds is a lot. Yeah, 20 pounds, 10 pounds is a lot. I mean, people don't realize this, okay? He was playing around, what, 190 maybe, 186, Wet. 190, something like that. Yeah, and so if he's 200, 202, let's say, and now he's not going to throw, I don't like that. I understand why he's doing it. He's a top prospect. He's the QB1. I get it, okay? I do, I do. But it, I just don't like that you're trying to sell me that you're 200 pounds. Well, then go in full steam ahead on it and fully sell me. If you can still throw and still do your magic, 
Houdini, what they called him, Alabama very, guys. Very familiar, sadly. But uh, <laughs> if he is over 200 and he's not throwing, and I don't like it. I, it gets me upset because, again, you're trying to sell me that you're over 200 pounds and you're not going to throw. Man, I don't like that. Sell me all the way, man. Put me all in. Get me all in. You want the Houston Texans. There's no lock that we take him at number two. Are you kidding me? There's no lock that we don't we take him at you two. You don't like okay, there's no lock where you wouldn't take a guy who's who went back the only quarterback in Alabama history to go three thousand yards, thirty touchdowns. You lose Jamison Williams in the first round, you lose John Minch to the Houston Texans, you get mm-hmm. fucking Bill O'Brien as your offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and yet you still do this and are graded the highest quarterback in Alabama history, according to PFF, as much as he is a lock, if he should if he would have came out last year. He would have been the first QB off the board, right? Obviously, the Jaguars took Trayvon, but nonetheless, dude, he's a lock, man. Now, in in terms of the Houston Texans, I would have been scared if he put on two hundred pounds and he goes out there and starts slinging that mug, and you were like, "Wow!" Now I actually have to worry about a team really trading up for me because, as much as we've talked about a possibility of a team trading up and passing us to get Bryce. It would have been much worse if he puts on this 10, 15 plus pounds and then puts on an absolute show. We know, like you said, you know what he could do at 190. Mm-hmm. We know you went against the top defenses in college. You won the Heisman Trophy winner. You've been in quarterback camp since you were 10. Right now, cool. I know what you're doing. Right now, you're trying to make weight, you're trying to show people. That you're not fragile. That if you get hit by these by these NFL defensive linemen, your ass is gonna get up. I think this was a kind of strategic move, in my opinion. It's something that I would have done, you know. But also, you also want to see the guy who says, "Not only am I 200, but it doesn't affect me whatsoever." Watch me still throw the football. That's what I would like. That's what I'm saying. Because he's, I know what he can do at 190. Everything you told me was at 190. It was not at 200. And that is a massive difference for him. It is. And I need to see how he can throw at 200. If there's no change, then there's no change. But if And if there's no problem for him to be doing that at 200, then what's the problem with you throwing? What's the problem with it? If, if you this good, if you my lock at number two, then what's the problem? What if he weighs in on his pro day at 200? Exactly at 200. 195. If he's 195, then, hey, I I honestly, I already going into the expectations that we're getting a small quarterback. Yeah. You know, I'm expecting Bryce Young to be a Houston Texan. Me too. You know, if he comes in at 195, okay, well, I already know how he plays at 195. I know exactly how he plays. Roll the tape. Roll it. It's amazing. Okay. It is amazing work. Special. I don't know what he can do at 200, though. And people are like, oh, it's only five pounds. No, 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 no. Man, it's going to be 5'10 and a half, nearly 200, 205 pounds. Okay. I saw that little belly he was walking in with. He had water weight on. That's water weight. Oh, you saw how slow he was walking to? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. He, he was doing that. He had that James Harden, let me leave Houston weight. <laughs> Hey, Harden's coming back, bro. Apparently he is. There's and a lot of fire. 
I'm ready to get hurt again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever happens with them. But as we I end this her. this episode too, which was fire, by the way. Thank you for joining me, Harley. I am cons- not really concerned, but I am looking forward to how the rest of this combine plays out. Because there's always going to be some some risers, some falls. And when you are the Houston Tech, okay, also let me ask you a question. How do you feel about the Houston Texans only having Nick and, and D'Amico at the combine? Because if you if you heard Sports Radio 610, it was this is the worst thing a team could ever do. And it I don't know. I don't care. I Nick has how many years of VP experience over there? And I'm sorry, didn't D'Amico turn Fred Warner, who was a third round pick into one of the best linebackers in the NFL? In terms of talent evaluation, there's no doubt that I want my head coach and my GM there. Yeah, I asked this in the group chat, the very highly esteemed group chat that we're in. And uh, look, man, I I already knew the answer to this question. Um, I knew there was no problem whatsoever. Let's specifically say it. Okay, this is is Clint and Ron. Ron Hughley and Clint. I'm not trying to throw any shade at Landry Locker, Lopez, Sean, or Seth. They do, a, they do a fantastic job. When 2 o'clock comes on, That's buddy, right. I, uh, I'm not going to lie with you. I change that radio to the aux cord or music or it goes all the way down to 3 as background noise. And it just happened to be background noise that day for me. And they are just going berserk. As to why we don't have no positional coaches. The offensive coordinator's not there. Like, all we had was D'Amico and Nick Casario. And so I'm like, man, this is so normal. There's nothing wrong with this. Why are they overreacting? Maybe I'm crazy. So Hmm. I go ahead and post a question in the group chat. And immediately, shout out to Mr. Cole Thompson. If you don't follow him, follow him. Huge, huge Texans media guy and whatnot. But immediately says there's no problem with that if anybody would know he would be one of them he's in that building okay (laughs) there's no problem he's been doing this for quite some time so i'm going to trust this him more than than clint sterner and ron hughley who calls himself the show i'm not growing i'm not calling a grown man the show Uh, what in the world like Nobody, ain't no grown man going to do that. Don't call me the lead. Call me Harley. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm the lead. No, I'm Harley. Okay. I am Harley Dugan. We are grown men. What are we doing here? Okay. Come on. You're overreacting to this bullshit ass combine that, oh, there's only, we don't got no positional coaches. We're going to have quarterbacks come in and you're not going to have a quarterback coach or a positional coach work with them or talk to them and really get into their minds. Pass it on, man. Pass on whatever bullshit you're trying to spew at me from two to six. Pass it on to somewhere else. That, man, that is one of the worst, worst things I've heard in a while, okay? And it just seems like all the worst things I've heard in a while come from them hours of of just hearing them. My goodness, it is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous <laughs> i i you're you're trying to hold it in i'm not i'm not mr nice guy okay 
uh, look, if if your shit's ass, if your shit stinks, I'm gonna tell you it stinks, bud. I'm not gonna be a yes man like you, like the co-host Hughley over there. Just agree with everything, Mister Mister Sterner says. Uh uh-uh. uh, your shit stinks. I'm gonna tell you it stinks. And this is just their Texans. Imagine there are other other takes on sports. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. I am Ruben Calvillo. I do daily content for the Houston Texans. You could type in. 713 Houston Sports in the search bar. I was joined by Harley. You could type the lead in on your search bar. You see him there. Hey, we're there, Harley. Thank you for joining episode two. You guys, I'm sorry. (laughs) You guys have a very blessed day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.